0: Welcome back to the Chasing Tone podcast. Glad you're here. Good to see y'all. Hey, you over there. Good to see you. Uh, Back again with Blake Weiland. Hi, Blake. Hey, what's going
1: on? I'm actually not glad to see that guy, though. (laughs) How do you know he's a guy? Well, the guy I'm looking at right now, I'm not glad to see. So...
0: There he is, driving in his his car, thinking about his Hawaiian pizza pedal.
1: Oh, well, now that is something I can get behind. Not Hawaiian pizza itself, but I can definitely
0: get behind the pedal. Why would anybody ever put pineapple on pizza? That's a bad idea.
1: Dude, I know. I agree. I I 100% am with you on that, uh, as people are widely familiar. But I will say, this Hawaiian pizza pedal from Caroline Guitar Company, however, it's literally called the Hawaiian pizza, for those who haven't seen it yet, is an awesome fuzz, so I can't I can't fault it. I and remember and I love I love Philippe. So yeah, Philippe's you good know, good dude.
0: I, I remember hearing it at Nam, but I forget exactly. It's more like a tone bender thing, or no, it's more like a fuzz face thing, right? Um, well, not not really. Um, it's
1: it's hard to describe without playing it. It's extremely versatile for three knobs. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you can control you like you control the fuzz input. And and the output and then the, the overall volume. I, well, I shouldn't say any of this stuff because I don't actually know what the circuit is doing because I'm a dummy. But like,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's got, it's got like a tone and a gain and a volume, right? It, yes, sort of. Okay, So so explain why that what's differently there. What's differently? That's not even a word. Well, that's that's wrongly worded. What's different there? so it's it's actually I don't you know I don't get me wrong
1: like I've got fuzzes that uh that can do some some of the sounds, but what I love about this thing is how responsive it is you know it's it's not responsive in the way a fuzz face is you know a fuzz face can get real clean uh if you if you dial things way back on it. this doesn't really do that at least I haven't found it to do that yet right um uh but it is very responsive tonally to what you are doing on the guitar side like as far as like the way it reacts like it's always fuzzing all the time but like the way the fuzz decays and the way it it responds is kind of what's different gotcha. and plus mine's pink and sparkly so how do you how do you go wrong there?
0: Pink and sparkly is it does Fleet make different colors he does different colors
1: for like different um like I think he does things occasionally for certain dealers. But then he'll he'll do different colors of, of things for like special occasions like this one was uh for some charities like a uh, some. I wish I could remember the specific charities that they were like for victims of abuse and things like that. Uh, and he he does stuff like that. He's done several things like that over the years, which is awesome. You know, pretty awesome. Right. Um, and then he he also got uh, I'm not sure how it came to. Came to pass, but like he got a bunch of really, really rad artists to uh, sign the insides of these, these, the special run he did, mm-hmm. and yep. you know a bunch of people that I'm a fan of. You know he got uh, Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires to do some stuff, when people freaked out over that, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I got one signed by, was well, signed by Corey Brandon and the art done by his kid, and oh, cool. I'm a you know I'm a fan of his, so that was. That was pretty awesome. I bet. So this whole the whole project is just pretty cool. So and, big and shout out to Philippe for doing rad things. And why
0: did he call it Hawaiian pizza?
1: Because I don't know why. Probably just to see if I would buy it or not.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know like pizza and pineapple on pizza is kind of a a, a hot button topic in some gear communities. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Actually, your one of your your uh, Facebook group is that that's um. It's fighting words. You start talking about pineapple on pizza.
1: Well, you know, there's it's I feel like that group is Uh, is it's a it's an even playing field in my group. They Is it? Yeah, they, they I mean, I obviously not a fan, and a lot of people are not a fan, but some people love it. Some people will post disgusting pictures of of pineapples with pizza toppings on them. Like it's a it's a well, it, it's an it's,
0: you know, it's
1: a very uh, very divisive topic.
0: They they are allowed to be wrong, I guess. So it's okay.
1: I mean this is America as far as we know. Well, I guess a lot of those eh, I, I should say, it's an international group, so I, I it's not necessarily
0: just America. Right. In there. America. America! Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you were telling me about String Joy's new strings? Well, yeah, I I you know, Scott and I are really close as
1: as you know. We uh, we work together on a whole bunch of different projects and um, Scott being the owner of String Joy by the way. Yes. Yes, yes. I should have clarified that. Um and you know it, his you know he's he's doing some things in his shop that are you know he's really like I should say I didn't know you could get this nerdy about strings and I didn't know that I would become this nerdy about strings. Um but he has made me <laughs> very nerdy. And uh he's always you know trying new things and experimenting with with the uh, new methods of of creating these things and one of the things he's done and it's not out yet. So I ha- I almost wish I wasn't even talking about it right now, but it's it's still kind of in the <laughs> prototype. Like it's it was at NAM though, so it's not okay. like entirely secret. Um but uh, it's it's wow. Sorry, a call was trying to come in right then and I I got distracted while trying to hang up on them. Shut up. Um <laughs>
0: No, keep um, going. Let's talk about this call that's coming in. Who is it? Oh, this
1: call was from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I did not recognize the phone number. So if it was one of you listeners, just quit calling me. I don't know who you are. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, but no, he did have a name, so it's not like it's a secret, secret thing, but sure. he's still working on it. But he made these acoustic strings that are like super polished, like more polished than any that I have seen. That I'm not a big acoustic player, so there might be some out there, but... They, the the whole concept is to try to like completely reduce finger noise, while still sounding like regular acoustic strings. So like obviously, you can put flat wounds on an acoustic. Right. I
0: was gonna say, school me a little bit. Is this like a flat wound, or what, when you say polished, what are you actually talking about? Is this a coating? Like
1: literally, like it's like a standard, like standard acoustic string, like in the way that it's constructed, and then literally like on a polishing machine. Like polished to a fine, like kind of like mirror, like you know, uh, finish. Hmm. Like with with varying and, grits of of different uh, abrasives.
0: And that reduces finger noise on your strings.
1: Yes, yeah, because it makes them super smooth. It's really, it was really crazy to feel like it, it was. It, they, I've it, never felt anything like that. before.
0: Does it take away that wiriness, that twanginess, though? Because I I kind of like that.
1: No, no, that's kind of the whole idea. Like, a, they still sound like like regular Phosphor Bronze, you know, or 8020 or whatever s- strings that you get, you know, without having that flat wound kind of warm thing, which is a cool in its own thing, in its own right. But, like, a lot of people like what you're talking about, the, how an acoustic, a regular acoustic guitar sounds. Right. You know, you put flat wounds on
0: it, they, it just kind of gives it that warm, mellow, <laughs> jazzy kind of thing. I always thought it, flat wounds sound like, uh, like two-year-old strings. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, why kinda. would I buy strings that sound old?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would that's say that's me. not entirely inaccurate, although I do understand their applications now a little better yeah, than I, I, do. I used I do. to. Yeah. Um so they're not like totally like flat wounds. They don't feel like that. But they uh they they definitely um they definitely have have a unique feel to them. I don't know, he's still working on it, but I was like fascinated by them. So Keep an eye on that and and whatnot. I, I don't know, you know, clear you know for to full disclosure that's the word I'm looking for. He's right. you know a good buddy and uh, we work really closely together. So yeah, honestly, I actually a little
0: bit, little bit biased. I use uh, Stringjoy and I use um, oh shoot, I forget the names of them.
1: Well, we don't talk about those the, anyway, right? The, the blue okay. box
0: coated ones. What are they called? Elixir. Elixir. That's the word. Yep. Elixir. Yep, those that's uh, those are usually my two string choices. Nice. So I, I'm not,
1: I'm not an elixir guy,
0: but you already know that. I know, I know. I like them I like, em, I like em because I don't. So get, don't get me wrong. I don't think their elixirs are the best sounding string, but I think especially like when you do a show, they la, they seem to stay brighter for longer. If that makes sense. So I don't know. With a lot of other strings, it seems like whenever you get a bunch of sweaty hands, especially if you're, if it's like Gearfest or something like that, that's outside, you get a bunch of sweaty hands on on your strings, and they go dead pretty quick, uh, unless they're coated with something, which the elixirs are, and so it seems like it lasts a little bit longer in that way. So
1: I think that's the whole—that's their whole mo, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Sim- yeah, yeah,
0: That's what I'm saying. So, like for that sort of thing, the elixirs work really well. Um, if if I'm just looking you know, for a, a guitar for me. And I know no, no one else is going to play it. I usually put string joys on it.
1: Well, that's pretty cool.
0: I do too. That's my, uh, nine to 52s stri- dude. Nine to 52s. Nine to 52s. Interesting. Yeah. That's Sometimes interesting. I'll go at 10. Sometimes I go at 10,
1: but. I usually do like a 10 and a half and then I'll have a, I'll do, I'll go to 52. Usually what's, what I do weird is I'll get like a 18 or a 20 wound G. Um, that's kind of my thing.
0: You know, mm.
1: just I don't know. I have found that I really like. You know, I didn't used to like wound G's yeah, because I'm not a big they fan were. Of them. Yeah. yeah, I. But the when you get them in that smaller gauge, like they feel, they feel great, and they kind of solve some of those those uh out of tune problems you have with the. With
0: yeah, the G sometimes. I, I actually tried that on my Les Paul. I tried using a wound G, and it did help with the tuning problems a bit. Even though that guitar is notorious for. The G string going out. Um, I I just never could get used to it. But uh, you got to keep in mind though. I, I'm usually playing a lot of a lot of licks on those bottom three strings, and it just always it just never sounded right or never felt right to me having a wound G. When it went, yeah. So we should clarify a little bit for those who don't know. A wound G is like it's like your D string where there's like wire that goes around it, mm-hmm. but it's on the G string. Instead of you know one of the other lower strings, so basically, instead of it just being a thin wire like normally what you would find with a G be or E string, your high ones, uh, it actually is a little more like your low E, A, D, you know. Yeah, wow. it has a has a
1: wrap wire around it. Right. Um, there. What's interesting is back in the day with with guitar strings like that was normal. The wound, the wound G was was kind of the standard, like way back in the day, and s- companies like Ernie Ball uh, are responsible for what we know today with having them be a plain string, which is kind of weird because it's like it totally changed. That's just what people think is normal, and yeah, back in the day, that was hmm. that was an, sort of an innovation, so I, to speak.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. So it's basically, what you're saying is thing. is if it wasn't for Ernie Ball, I would not be. Doing my uh my my B and G string licks then, huh? On the Telecaster, I'm pretty sure it was Ernie Ball. V- I, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was
1: Ernie Ball that first made those sets kind of standard because there were players using like banjo strings for those. I think I'm getting huh. this history right. I, and and Ernie Ball is was one of the first to make a commercially available pack that included strings like that. Hmm. I think
0: I, daggone, I think. dude. I, I could have daggone. made all
1: that up, but it's like I'm piecing it together from <laughs> from, from from various uh, internet sources in my head. Uh, I think is I think that's accurate.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. So,
1: anyway, strings yeah. are really nerdy. If you really go down the rabbit hole, it gets really nerdy really quickly.
0: It, and you know, you're, you're talking about um, you know how Steve Steve Scott is so into like the actual. Every, everything to do with the nerdy characteristics of strings
1: mm-hmm.
0: that kind of reminded me of Jim Don, Jim Dunlop who sadly just passed away a day or two ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was reading through some of the history of him like he was so fascinated with guitar picks. Like he was just so passionate about guitar picks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I get it. I, I, I myself am am not that fascinated with them. I do use Dunlop guitar picks actually. Um, but I uh it's kind of a sad deal. He, he was he's a monster of the in, it was a monster of the industry, you know. Brought back Oh yeah.
1: Onslaught
0: is... and Way Huge, yeah. I mean from guitar picks. Brought back Crybaby.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know. I mean like I I don't think this is any any uh like misstatement by me, like, like usually I do, but, uh, I, I, every guitar player that I know without like, I, I cannot think of a single person that I know or have talked to that has not used a Jim Dunlop product at some point.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I,
1: literally I, everyone.
0: Yeah. Even as a kid, I was using the Tortex picks. I mean, I use the max scripts now in case you're wondering, they have like mm-hmm. a little, I don't know if you can hear that. But they got a little uh, stickiness to them, like little little nubbies on them. That way, when your hands yeah, get sweaty. Those are nice. Yeah. I um I got like a whole box of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I, I did a little post about it on Instagram last night. And I, I like if I hadn't been wearing pajama pants, if I had been wearing any other pants, I could have just reached in the pocket probably and pulled out some Dunlop picks. Like, yeah. As it turned out, I had to walk like 15 feet to the nearest table and <laughs> and get a cup, grab a couple picks to take a picture really quick. Like there, like he's uh, like, my wife is not a guitar player, and obviously, like she thinks I'm a huge geek, which I am. But I was like, Jim Dunlop died, and she she even was like, oh wow, the pick guy. Like she totally knew, <laughs> and, and she's not a musician at all.
0: Yeah. I get it, so, man. So, he yeah. was,
1: It's he was a he was a titan for sure.
0: Yeah, fast. I mean, it's um pretty fascinating what he's done in the music industry. You know, there's there's and there's several people like that. I was I was telling you the other day, I uh was talking to Grover Jackson, you know, fam- oh, yes. famous guitar builder. Uh fascinating dude, man. Just such a fascinating guy. He was talking about like, you know, time that he had Clapton's old guitar uh, Clapwell, well, Clapton's Blackie, you know, he's talking about how it was, you know, they, they were record- creamers was recording or whatever the- I forget the whole story, but they were recording and they all, or right, I we went back home and they asked Grover if he could just keep it at his shop. And he's like, sure, you can keep your instruments in my shop. And, um, yeah, so he, he had like all these, he's, he's just been involved in so many different things. And so to talk to him is, um, he's a rock star. And I, I told him that. I'm like, dude, like, you don't understand. This is you're you're a rock star to me, <laughs> <laughs> right? But he's just such right. a such a, a down to earth, humble guy. You'd um, you'd never know it, you know. And uh, I, I love when you meet when you meet your heroes like that, and they're really cool people. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's the best. Like that whole "never meet your heroes" things. I get the concept, but I've yet to be disappointed. I know one day it'll happen, but it hasn't happened yet.
0: Yep. So, in fact, I so I talked. In the span of two days, I talked to, uh, Grover Jackson and then Joe Glazer of, if you don't know who he is, he's basically worked on every telecaster that's ever went through Nashville. Every pro player in Nashville knows him, Uh, Mm um, has a great bender system. It's actually my favorite bender now called the Glazer bender. Um, that, that's actually, that's right on par with Forest Lee's. I've never, Forest Lee makes a good bender as well, but I've never tried them side by side. But I think, uh, these, these glazers are just so good. Anyways. So I talked to both those guys, like one run right after the other. And, um, of course, you know, I went in the house and was talking to my wife and was all like nerded out and she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I've been on the phone all day with Joe Glazer and, uh, Grover Jackson. And she's like, "Yeah, and," and I'm like, "No, you don't. Get, you don't get it. This is like, this would be like you being on the phone with New Kids on the Block, you know?" <laughs> well, I mean, let's be
1: honest. Who who wouldn't want to be on the phone with New Kids on the Block?
0: Speaking of, she wants me to go to a New Kids on the Block concert. Now, I I guess you, I will, but I don't want to. I don't want to. You should go. Why don't not? Want, Come on. I I mean. I, I, okay. I'm a, I'm a 40, 40 some year old dude. I get it. Like they were huge in our day, but really wasn't into them then either. Like, you know, I don't, I don't dance. I don't see much guitar soloing happening on stage with them. Eh, eh. You know, yeah, I'll take one for fun. the team, but you know what they need is a guitar player. And maybe, I'm sure they do actually have a guitar player. They, need, I, should, I was going to say, should, they probably have. I a should rephrase player. that. They need guitar solos in their songs. They
1: need you know? more wheedly
0: wheeze. They need. More, they need to do some some bending of the G's and some bending of the B's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to turn this into an imitation steel guitar. <laughs> That's what we got to do. <laughs> That's what they're missing. They could really be something again if uh, if only they start twanging a little bit. I'm sure. I'm sure
1: you know random totally random thing uh but sort of related so i as as you know like i since I haven't been at the uh my old job anymore I've not been exposed to so much bro country uh really hardly at all and it's been wonderful for my sanity um but yesterday I went to a restaurant and i and I was eating a sandwich and i some something came on the the (laughs) radio i don't know what it was like i honestly i i'm glad that i don't know who a lot of these people are anymore because it was some new formula of the same party yeah tailgates thing um (laughs) and and, uh and i was like i i kind of got you know my my blood pressure went up a little bit and then i was like oh man so nice and like then it went immediately back down. I was like, oh, as soon as I'm done with this sandwich, I can walk out and I don't have to hear this at all for the rest of the day. And it's totally my decision. And then I got in the car and I turned on some early 2000s metalcore like a gentleman and, <laughs> uh, and drove home. It, it was wonderful.
0: Now, but, if I recall right, your wife actually does like the bro country. Am I correct?
1: No. No, Mom. no, no. I thought she You're did. wrong. No, she hates it just as much as I do.
0: Oh, for some reason, I was thinking she liked it. No, no, she
1: really, really doesn't like it at all. Uh, she has, she has very disparaging things to say about. Yeah, I couldn't even have her on the podcast. You know, honestly, it's <laughs> not good, not good for the kids. Um, she, she, yeah, she's not a fan. No, she's, she's. I'm very, I'm, I'm very. Uh, for the most part, our tastes are. Like, I like a lot heavier music than she does, but we have a, a lot of the same taste in in a lot of stuff.
0: Hmm. So,
1: yeah, um, she, yeah. Li- she likes more poppy things than I do. I like more aggressive things than she than than she does. But we meet in the middle. So she likes uh, stuff. she likes New Kids on the Block as well, then. Uh, she probably doesn't love New Kids on the Block, but I don't think she probably hates them. Hmm. Um, I'm trying oh, yeah. to think of somebody. I mean, she's a she, she's a Swifty. She likes her T Swift, and I'm. She's fine, you know. I'm. I'm Taylor Taylor's fine in my book. She she does. She's she's done well for herself. She has some good hooks, but I'm not a Swiftie. My my wife does like. Uh, I
0: didn't know that was an actual term. You didn't know that? I did not know that. But see, I don't follow that, so that's probably why.
1: I mean, like, she's not like diehard. She's like, she's not going to probably go to a Taylor Swift concert, but she does. She did watch it on Netflix. And I'm just like, eh, but you know, we're both big fans of uh, like Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson, uh, you know, guys like that. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a lot of we have a lot of similar similar tastes.
0: I get it. Yeah, music wise, my wife and I we don't we don't have really that much in common musically. Um, I mean, she she like respects good players and that sort of thing, but she's just not really into it that much, you know. So I I saw a video. I saw uh, it was actually on Facebook where Andy Wood was at our booth and just tearing it up. Um, you know, just you know, just tearing it up. And um, I noticed Amanda was in the background with her like her back to Andy and talking on having a whole different conversation with someone else. And I'd, I didn't notice it was someone else's video, but I'm like, how does one not turn around and complete awe when Andy is playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you remember what I told
1: you when, when I met you at the booth there, like I was talking to some other guys and just out of the corner of my eye, I turned around and Amanda was, uh, was crouched down. You have like kind of a countertop thing. Yes. And she was like. Crouched down under the countertop like eating yogurt or something, and it was it was a really hilarious image to me. And we kind of like locked eyes for a second, and I I laughed, and she just kind of shrugged. And it was it was a really really funny moment in time. She was uh, like, Leave me. me alone!
0: I'm eating my oat my yogurt.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was yogurt. I don't remember what it was, but she was <laughs> she was d- crouched down there doing something, and it was just like, wait, what are you doing down there? Like, why are you? Like, it was like she, you could tell she'd been there for a minute. Like she'd been there yeah. for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, like she's uh,
1: she's escaping the Nam for as best she can.
0: Yeah, she's um, she doesn't look at Nam shows the same way I do. <laughs> I don't blame her at all, at all. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, I, I know what I want to talk to you about. So I keep noticing this uh, reoccurring phenomenon. And okay. it's like old brands coming back. So apparently, was it Fender that just bought Kramer or was bringing Kramer back or something? I, I keep noticing all these old brands are now, re, you know, it's like a resurgence. I think Harmony is coming back, maybe. Yeah, uh, Harmony
1: maybe. Uh, Harmony, and, and Tisco. I still yeah. don't know how to say that word. Is it They're Tisco both or coming Tesco? back. I think I always call it Tisco. I don't know if that's right.
0: I have no but- idea myself.
1: I've heard it set uh, pronounced a million different ways, and I don't know if anybody really knows. But yeah, they're those are both <laughs> resurrected by uh by Band Lab. Um the same guys that uh do mono, they have that band lab kind of social platform. Right. And they uh, they uh they do what else do they do? They have a bunch of things under that under that brand. Or under that uh umbrella, rather.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing yeah, I remember at one time I looked up their company, which I'm doing it again right now, but I was surprised like how big they were. I didn't realize they're that huge.
1: Well, so-, so I was told some interesting information about them uh and upon googling it it all seems to be true. Uh the 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 family that kind of funds that or I, I don't I don't know like all the ins and outs about it, but like they own 50% of Rolling Stone magazine like they come from a background of of uh, a very successful business I think mm. it's I can't remember what the initial business was that they do but they they came they came from a background of having some success and then like the Sun I believe is like super passionate about music and that that's kind of where band lab and all that has came
0: from so did band lab do they start cakewalk or do they buy cakewalk they Bought Cakewalk from Gibson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I mean. And, yeah, and they, they keep... also
1: bought the uh, the Heritage guitars. They did. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that was a controversial thing. Uh, it sounds like they they I can't remember. Oh, this is this is all going back into a couple of years ago of stuff, but they bought Heritage and laid off some of the employees or something like that. I don't remember. It was a little bit of a of a sour note for for a lot of people, but I can't hmm. remember all the details.
0: Interesting. So what,
1: yeah, they're they're a big operation, though.
0: So what's what's your thoughts on all these old companies coming back? I mean, is there is that the the new trend again, where you know old stuff now new again?
1: Well, I think it's a great move. Honestly, I I I like you know if they can make like. So I aesthetically love some of the old Harmony and Tisco stuff. It's weird, it's funky, it it kind of appeals to the Portland hipster in me. Um, but you know, those guitars are wildly inconsistent. They they don't, you know, that some of them are awesome and some of them are horrible as far as how they play. And if they can resurrect those aesthetics, you know, with modern playability, I mean, that's a that's a huge win in my book. I love that
0: yeah I mean I understand that I just uh i I used to have an old harmony and it was uh it was it was one of my you know very first guitars it was pretty bad honestly <laughs> it was pretty horrible well a lot was, of them are a sure, lot of them are terrible yeah I'm sure it'll be a lot better now but well one of the cool by
1: you know but by you know the same token one of the coolest guitars I ever played was a K. Uh, which, you know, that was made in the same factory as Harmony back in the day. Yeah, I had a K as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a K, uh, I think it was called the Speed Demon, and it had these three, um, it was a hollow body, had these three, like, what they called, like, the speed bump pickups in them. And that thing was insane. Like, if I hadn't had a guitar on order at the time, like, that I already needed to pay for, Mm -hmm. I 100% would have took that thing home that day. Like that was the only thing that stopped me. And that's one of the coolest guitars I ever played. It played awesome, sounded awesome. And, you know, came out of the same factory as a garbage, as some, some garbage that I played. So it's, it's, it's weird how those, how some of those old cheap guitars are.
0: See, I, I guess I look at with the, look at it with a bit of nostalgia where like I, I used to have an old Kramer and, um, you know, I was broker than broke gets at that time. There was no pain on it. I think, I probably, who knows? I probably uh, traded a guy a pack of cigarettes or something for it. But I mean, it was it was pretty beat up, and um, you slid him a dime bag. Yeah, I go, mean, like, like some. I'm sure. I like, you know, we I traded some pot or a case of beer or something for it. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I would I would buy I would buy another Kramer just because just because I had one before. Well, some
1: of there again, some of those old Kramers are pretty awesome. Like, no, mine wasn't.
0: Okay. (laughs) But I, uh, you know, it, it it represents a lot of, um, you know, a big portion of my life of how I got from point A to point, what am I at now?
1: Point Z? I wouldn't say Z Z because I don't feel like I'm
0: done. Maybe O. Point O. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually yeah if you're at point z you're dead right
0: right yeah so i'm not ready to be there yet
1: yeah but no i get it i i totally understand that um i uh i i was playing my uh my first electric guitar which i still by luck i still have and it needs some work like i haven't played it that much recently it definitely needs needs some love um And it doesn't really, the neck is like a, the slim taper 60 style profile. It's a, it's a Les Paul. Um, and you know, I'm more, I, you know, over the years I've grown to be a fatter neck type of guy. And so I was like, man, I used to think this thing was the most comfortable guitar in the world. And while it's still a really solid instrument, it, uh, it doesn't feel like I would like it to feel. And, um, but at the same time, I'm never going to get rid of it simply because like that's what I played all my punk rock stuff on. Right. You know, that's that's my that's my that thing made like part of partially made me who I am in, in a l- lot of weird ways. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I, I had get, some of
0: the old gear that I had, but most of it mostly got either got stolen or pawned. <laughs>
1: oh, oh a- man. The crazy days. So crazy, crazy. I did movies.
0: I did buy um an old G forty a crate G forty off eBay. Oh yeah? Yeah, because that's you know, that's one of the first amps I not one of the first amps I had. The first amp I had was like a little solid state Kingston or something. It's like five watts and sounded like dog poo. But um, right. my first quote unquote decent amp with the distortion channel was a crate G forty XL.
1: Ah. Uh so
0: yeah, so you know, that was back in the eighties, of course. So I, uh, found one on eBay. I don't know. I think it was last year and I thought, you know what, just for nostalgia reasons, I, I want that amp. So I bought it and yeah, why I look, not? I, I've played through it like twice now, but here, here it is in front of me. I like to look at it and, and reminisce about the good old days of, of trying to, uh, trying to buy, you know, borrow pedals and bipedals pedals and trying to get that massive stadium rock sound. You know, out of my mm-hmm. G40. Back when you had a mullet? Back when I, I did indeed have a mullet. Back then, I was rocking yeah. the feathered hair on the side, party in the back, business up front, you know? I
1: like it. I like it. It's just you do you, man. Like, this is, uh, this is that's what America is all about. It's, you
0: know, mullets. <laughs> yeah, these days, uh, I'd have to grow a skullet out. Gonna... <laughs> Nothing wrong with a good skullet. Nothing wrong <laughs> at all. It's too bad that, that those aren't trendy. Because I could grow an awesome it Really could. Yeah,
1: I don't think that ever is going to be trendy. I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be very wrong
0: about that, but that my gut tells me that's hey, that is the case. You never know. I recall whenever mustaches were like a vi- like you did not want a mustache there for a while. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah, years ago. Like you it was people would frown on you like, what is wrong with you? Why do you have a mustache? And yeah, not that way at all anymore. Now it's like, why no. don't you have a mustache? What what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, I wish I could grow a mustache. I'm just stuck with this weird Abe Lincoln type beard, which is you know whatever. <laughs> but I I really wish I could grow a mustache. That's the only reason I don't have a full beard is because I can't I can't grow a proper stash. Maybe when I grow up.
0: I was gonna say I, I think once you hit puberty, it should be okay.
1: Yeah, well, maybe I'll get there <laughs> one day. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So, I thought we
1: were going to talk about you can tell me to shut up if we're not going to talk about no. it but you keep telling me you have a guitar center story to tell me.
0: Oh yes, I did. I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm um I'm running a little bit low on sleep today, so I'm not as not as sharp as I normally am. Um Yeah, so we're, you know, it's NAM. And mm-hmm. um it, with you know, as you're setting up for NAM, there's always things you forget and um basically all you can do at that point is go find a guitar center somewhere, you know, and, uh, somebody like cables and connectors. And I actually needed an interface, a focus, Mm -hmm. right? So, I, you know, I have a focus, right? Sapphire. What is it? It's a pro 40. That's what I usually use here at home. And, um, you know, being in California, I didn't take my, pro 40 with me. So I went right. to the guitar center to, uh, to get something similar, ended up getting the, what's it? Six. 6 I six, the Scarlet. Okay. Yep. Um, so that was the closest thing I could find to it. That would, I figured would work. So I'm at the, uh, I'm at the counter and, um, you know, the gentleman is ringing me up He's like, would you like the extended warranty with that? I'm like, no, nah, I'm all right. No, thanks. He's like, you re- you really should get the extended warranty. And I said, no, I promise you I'll, I'll be okay. And he's like, right. are, are you? And like, this went on for like two minutes. Are you sure? Because if you get the extended warranty, uh, we'll take care of it if something breaks. But if you don't, then like you got to buy another one. And I said, I'm, "I promise you, I'm okay." He's like, "I really recommend getting, like, seriously. Jordan, <laughs> wow, I really recommend getting the extender." And I said, "Dude, I know so many people from Focusrite. I can call them and tell them my problem, and they'll work with me. It, it, like, it's okay. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> <I'm> like, fine." <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Like my booth uh, is right next to theirs. Okay, like it'll be fine. <laughs> i had a similar experience
1: about a year ago but it what was funny really funny about it is is it was with you uh not with you per se but like i was buying some stuff and they were like what do you know about these wampler pedals i'm like well uh you know i know the guy and uh and like it's going like going back and forth i'm like no you don't understand I do a podcast with him every week, almost. <laughs> I know, bro, I could text him right now. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I'm i not trying to brag, but, like, I know more about, the, like, you know that meme uh, where, uh, you know, guys, uh, uh, guys in Home Depot, and he's like, I know more about this than you. This is how yes. I felt at the time. I was like, I, yes, I fully understand. You were the one who just tried to sell me a tuner pedal when I asked for a tap tempo pedal. So... <laughs> Let's, let's not do the, wait, they're not all like this, you know, it's not like every guitar center is like this, but it's always funny that it's like, come on, we got to train your, train your people a little bit. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people like to pick on them and I, I I usually don't like to do that, but, and this is, you know, I usually don't have interactions like that with them. That's, that's not been my, the majority of my experience. I, but I don't know, whatever for whatever reason, this store that I was at, um, and it wasn't the Hollywood store, it was a, another, you know, like shopping center store somewhere, um, you know, one of the smaller ones. And um, yeah, I'd never had someone like actively try to make me feel, not, I, not that he was trying to make me feel any certain way, but like other than like you're making a bad decision. You should rethink well, your was, life. <laughs> well, he was hard selling you. He you was know? he, he was, was, was totally like you really like I can't let you leave without the extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that, that can be rough. That can be a rough time. Uh yeah. So yeah, that that was uh I know it's a little underwhelming, but I thought maybe you were going to say like you had to punch a guy or something. No, we there did a- we did not get into any sort of uh UFC you know <laughs> UFC fight. Come on. But you didn't get into fisticuffs? No. You didn't like have to throw the
1: guy into a triangle no, real quick like, I don't need the warranty. I'm gonna choke <laughs> you out. Uh no, nothing like that.
0: Just all uh, right.
1: All right. Well
0: it's just try to try to try to make a story like that next time. Do it for the podcast. <laughs> i'll try to keep that in mind i i, yeah. I guess i would think that i don't know may, maybe if you're working at a music store and it's around nam and people are coming in like i need four cables i need these connectors and i need this and i need this and i need this and i need, this, and I need it really quick like that mm-hmm. to me sounds like all right this guy knows what he wants you know what i mean right um versus like hey so um I need one of those things that you hook up a, a microphone to. How does that work now? <laughs> you know, like that's that's two different types of customers. That's true. I went in there and I'm like, I have a Sapphire Pro 40. I need the closest thing you have to it. And I need it really quick. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyways, that's all I've got to say about that. Okay. Well, thank you
1: for that tale, Mr. Wampler. We have anything else we need
0: to touch on this episode? Oh, let me see. Uh oh, you know what? Let's close it out with this. Um, I don't think we talked about this last week at NAM when JHS had all their product. Not not like everything they own, but their displayed product all sitting out nice and proudly and crisp in a crisp and clean environment. Like oh, the booth looked great. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It looked awesome. And uh apparently you I think you, they were telling me they had some stuff stolen, yes, at, yeah, at NAM, I, after I, hours at NAM,
1: yeah. Like, I, I don't know the details surrounding it, and I don't want to, I don't want to like speculate too hard on what's going on because it's you know, it's their deal. Um, but like, I just was thinking, like, I know they had some stuff stolen, and I know some other companies had their booth like gone through, um, like. Uh, I think it was Greer said that like nothing got stolen, but his booth had auto- like very obviously been like stuff was opened up and looked in and like filtered through.
0: Hmm.
1: And I'm just like, man, you know, like, and, 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 and from what I gather, it had to have occurred fairly late. Cause I guess they were there. I, I could be, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure they were there fairly late. And, um, uh, and so it had to have been somebody kind of after hours, um, which is very unsettling because these companies pay a lot of money to come to Nam, and right. now they have to worry about their stuff getting
0: yanked. Yeah, like I mean, that's, well, one of the that's th- not cool. One of the things they're providing is like security to walk around and make sure no one is taking anything. So yeah, that'd be a big well, answer. Yeah, I'm very concerned about it. I mean, and then I also I. I I
1: talked to a couple other builders about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that does that definitely does happen." I'm like, "Wow, this is the first time hearing about
0: it." Yeah, luckily, knock on wood, I haven't had that happen. Um, but that did inspire me to uh, make sure next year <laughs> I'm going to wire a um, a floodlight, you know, mo- motion detecting floodlight, and a mm-hmm. wireless camera on our booth. If not, probably two of them actually. And uh, that way, if you walk near our booth, there'll be a really bright floodlight and, uh, you know, it'll stream the video of who's messing with our stuff right to my phone. Be I awesome. like it.
1: That'll be great.
0: Oh, how am I going to get away with getting that pedal board, though? <laughs> well, see, I was actually thinking about that because we had the, the Terraform. We only had two of them. Mm-hmm. That's all we had. So if someone stole one of those or both, we'd be screwed. Like, we'd have no product for Nam.
1: Yeah, you would have had... To- <laughs> That would have been so awful.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? So, what do you go show and do at Dan this year? Well, we had a pedal, but we don't have it right now. But it would be re- it was really cool. I promise. <laughs> well,
1: and, and you know, like like we you and I were talking about off there, like it's not gonna. It's very 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 unlikely it's going to happen during the day at the show because like yeah, no. you're there you're, yeah you're there the whole time. If if you see somebody marching off with one of your display pedal boards, you're probably gonna. You're probably going to not just go, well, you know, there goes that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard to do that during the show. <laughs> um, you know, and that said, I, I I don't, you know, from what I gather, most of the pet, most of the companies that I talked to about this were pedal companies. And so I don't think anybody's no, I take that back. Somebody did get away with a, a guitar somewhere. I can't really? remember. Yeah. I, I heard about that later. Somebody had a guitar yanked. Yeah. Um, Wow. I don't remember exactly how that went down um but uh anyway it it uh yeah it it but most of them are pedal come that's an easy thing to just kind of slide in your pocket and like nobody knows you know, type of deal right um it's hard to grab like a
0: a pedal board like I was just joking about <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty hard to take an entire pedal board. Especially yeah, but- ours is like 80 pounds and it's like five feet wide. And, you know, that, that'd that be that'd be a rough one to, you know, don't mind me. This is, uh, is a <laughs> it's normal for me to be dragging this five foot case out of here. <laughs> well,
1: well now, to Nam's credit, there was this, a kind of a funny story that happened going back to talking about Scott uh, from Stringjoy, He borrowed a, an acoustic from Fender for the booth to show off those those strings we were talking about. And he went went up to the booth to to get it, and it was you know it was all kosher, everything was fine, and uh, he was walking out with it, and security stopped him as he was like was like going down the escalator, like, "Hey, where are you going with that?" Hmm. And he's like, "No, no, it's okay. Like, I'm just borrowing it." You know, <laughs> I bet <of. laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. So it had to had to get clarified real quick, um, but it was. Kind of... <laughs> so they they are paying attention. I'm not I'm not trying to say they're not paying attention. Right. Um but it's just unfortunate that even still, it still happens somehow. Yeah. So camera's a good idea. Yeah. That's
0: a pretty sucky place to be having your stuff stolen. So anyways, yep. all right. So, um, that's it for this episode. <laughs> okay. That was a random episode, but Hey, they all are, aren't they? Uh, kind of, kind of. So, uh, if you yep. have any comments or questions, you can always email podcast at wampler pedals.com. If you want to reach Blake, you can email info at tone mob.com. Also, make sure to check out his podcast which is oddly enough called tone mob. Um, a lot of great you had a lot of great guests Keep continuously having great guests on your podcast so yours is um, I would say yours is a, a little bit better than this one <laughs> no, different uh, different
1: eh, it's just different. Yeah. yeah I'm still on it so it can't be that Wait. much better.
0: And then if uh, if you're the Facebook in kind or the Instagram in kind make sure you check out uh, both of our pages on there. I'm sure you'll figure it out. It's probably Tone, Mob, and Wobbler. And uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see you all. Actually, we'll talk to you all next week.
1: Bye.